welcome to the Steel Study Podcast here on the Steel Study with your host, that's me, Jeremy Ritz, episode number 24 here on this Saturday, October 9th, 2021. I hope everybody had a great week, felt productive, felt successful, felt fulfilled and rewarded. And you are geared up for a great weekend that hopefully is capped off by a remarkable Pittsburgh Steelers victory over the Denver Broncos. It's no secret that it's been a challenge these last three weeks for the black and gold, dropping three consecutive contests to the Raiders, the Bengals, and last week to the Packers. And we've expected all along with this young team that there would be growing pains. And we have seen them. They've been plentiful. And then you factor in injuries and the result and what you get is a one in three record. But if ever there was an opportunity for the Steelers to turn this thing around, it is this weekend against the Broncos. And not that the Broncos are any slouch, but the caliber of teams the Steelers have played hopefully have sharpened them and they are prepared to get a victory. As I always start the show, whether it's a study session or the podcast, I just want to take a moment to thank you so much, express my gratitude to you for being a supporter of the Steel Study, for reading my work, listening to the study sessions, listening to the Steel Study podcast. It truly does mean the world to me. And also, I would love to connect with you, get your question on the show. You can drop me an email at thestillstudy at gmail.com or give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy and drop me a message there. Would love to connect with you. It's one of my favorite parts of doing this is talking football with you. Shout, Shout out to Douglas Prosterog. He's always, he always has some great insights that he shares with me via Twitter. So Douglas, if you're listening, another shout out to you, man. Hope you're doing well. So again, big game for the Steelers this weekend. And I'm I'm on record of saying since early in the week, this is a must-win game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Sure, mathematically at one and four, you still have an opportunity to make it into the postseason. But let's be honest, at one and four, in a division like the AFC North with the Browns, a revived Bengals team, the Ravens, the reality of getting into the postseason is really, I don't want to say eliminated, but you're going to have to play perfect. And not just the opponents that the Steelers are going to be playing in the AFC North, are going to be challenging, but then you have the likes of the Chiefs, the Titans, the Seahawks, and it really just makes for one heck of a road, one heck of a mountain to climb. They've got to build momentum. They've got to get the train rolling forward, back on the track, or really just get it on a track because it hasn't been on the track. And that's got to start this weekend against the Broncos. 
if they can secure this victory at home, build some confidence, get some continuity on offense, build the offensive attack around Najee Harris and the running game and give him more than 16 carries. Give him the full menu of 25 carries. Let's see what he could do. If the Steelers can do that on offense, it's going to take some of that pressure off of Ben Roethlisberger in the passing game. And Denver, if anything, is more suited to play the pass. They've got a ferocious pass rush, which could endanger Ben Roethlisberger's safety and health. We have to monitor that this weekend. So it's going to be critical that the Steelers get that running attack going. Now, Baltimore had success last week rushing against the Broncos, but Baltimore is, as much as I hate to say it, they are an exemplar when it comes to a rushing attack in the NFL. Maybe the best running team in the NFL. So it's naive to think that the Steelers can duplicate their efforts and do the same thing, but they have to at least try. Write it down. Underline it. Highlight it. If this team, if the Steelers throw more than 35 times, if Roethlisberger's slinging it 40 times, this is an L. It's another loss. It's just a reality. Got to get that running game going. We're going to get into a preview of a game in a little bit more detail later in the show. But just wanted to hit on that and put that into context that it is a must win. And that really frames this weekend's game. Zach Banner spoke to the media this week. Talked about how he doesn't want to get a hat until he knows that he can really contribute to this team. And I know everybody thinks that he's going to upgrade this offensive line. But I want to caution everyone about Banner because we really don't know what he brings as a starter. He has very limited experience as a starter, number one, in terms of chemistry with the players that are out there. It's not established. And the other point I want to make too is we are not sure about how recovered he is from his injury. So while we'd like to be confident that when he comes in there, he's going to be an automatic upgrade at that right tackle position, that he's going to fit in nicely with the other four offensive linemen that have been playing since the start of the year, and that he's going to stay healthy, we don't know. There's a lot of uncertainty there, just as there's been a lot of uncertainty regarding the offensive line the entire season. And what should not be discounted either is that Joe Haig played well. Again, not great, but he played well enough against the Packers at right tackle. So what potentially is at risk here is the little bit of continuity that the Steelers achieved against the Packers in that run game, their best rushing performance all season. Now, that's not saying much because it wasn't spectacular. But let's say, in fact, that Banner does dress and he does get the start. That could hinder the success that Haig achieved last week. And who knows, if Haig gets a a second start and gets more comfortable in that position, he might play even better. 
So something just to keep in mind, I think there is something to be said for continuity. That's an interesting dilemma. What do you do there? I think in terms of the coaching staff, they'll probably wait one more week before they give Banner the hat. But if Haig plays well, again, this week against the Broncos, why would you pull him out for Banner? So this could be an interesting dilemma for the Steelers coaching staff to make a decision about what they're going to do. Now, let's say that Banner does dress. They do start Haig just for continuity's sake. But then Haig goes out there and gets smoked. Von Miller wears him as a hat. Then they have an option there with Banner to insert him as the starter. But just something to pay attention to. Anthony McFarland started practicing this week. I don't think he'll be ready to go this weekend. And the type of runner he is <laughs> with this offensive line, until they get a push, I'm not sure what type of value he's going to add. So I think they'll probably wait before he's activated. And then Stefan to it, really no update on to it in terms of what's going on with him in terms of returning and really it's it's been quiet and if you're reading the tea leaves onto it it doesn't sound very good we know that he experienced the tragedy losing his brother in a hit and run accident this summer so there's the anguish and trauma that he's dealing with there on top of an injury so you know, being sensitive to the fact that his issues are way bigger than the game of football. These are life issues. You know, he needs to be afforded the grace and time to process things, to deal with things, to be supportive of his family. And hopefully he can get back to the team before season's end. And just take a, taking a moment to send some positive vibes and peace to the Tuit family and what they're going through, what they're experiencing. And hope they are moving toward a good place as a family. Injuries this week. James Washington carries on the tradition of the disgruntled groin as he has a groin injury his status will be in question this weekend in terms of whether or not he'll play Claypool is still working back from his injury Cam Sutton it's uncertain as to whether or not he's going to play this weekend so that will put some pressure on James Pierre to be ready to go to be that starter opposite Joe Hayden So while the team is getting healthier, they don't have as many injuries as they've had in the past few weeks. They still do have injuries that they're going to be able to, they're going to need to be able to compensate for and overcome. And again, there are teams out there with more injuries than the Steelers that are finding ways to win games. Look at the Baltimore Ravens. Again, it pains me to use them as an example, but you've got to be able to find a way to get it done. 
And it's no different this weekend for the Steelers against the Broncos. Sure, you're going to have a handful of injuries, but that's no excuse. Every NFL team is dealing with injuries. You've got to find a way to win. And to quote the Steelers standard is the standard next man up. That's got to start being put into practice. The other thing to keep an eye on, too, is Roethlisberger's got that peck. And now this week he's got the hip that he's dealing with. Going to be watching that very closely. How does that impact him during the game this week? What if he takes a shot and that thing starts stinging? With the hits that he's taken, it's not a stretch to say that he is one hit away from giving an opportunity to Mason Rudolph. He is a 39-year-old quarterback who has taken a pounding over his career. The O-line is going to need to protect him. Or we could see Rudolph sooner rather than later. All right, so here we go. Sunday, 1 o'clock, Hinesfield, Denver Broncos. The Steelers looking to get off the trash heap with their 1-3 and three record. And updates on the injury report. Teddy Bridgewater is questionable, so there is a chance he'll be able to go. Still in concussion protocol. If he is able to go, he gives the team a bit more versatility at the quarterback position than does Drew Locke. That may not be known who will be playing quarterback until the day of the game. And then for the Steelers, Cam Sutton will be out, as will James Washington, and it looks like Chase Claypool will be ready to go. And also worth noting, Stephon Toot was observed on the practice field on Friday. He's definitely not going to play this weekend, but that's good news to hear, and we'll have to monitor that. But anyway, Denver Broncos, what's going to happen this weekend with the Steelers? Do they have a chance to win? Well, it is definitely a winnable game. The Broncos were 3-0 going into the contest against the Ravens. The Ravens are a strong team, strong running game. They were able to move the ball on the ground against the Broncos. Despite the Broncos having a pretty strong defense. They are better against the pass than they are the run. They have some strong edge rushers, some decent players in the secondary. And what the Steelers are going to have to try and do in this game is run the football. They have to excel in running the football because we have not seen this passing attack for the Steelers be able to generate any type of consistency. And as I said at the beginning of this podcast, if Ben is expected to throw 35, 40 times, it's going to play right into the strength of this defense. And the pressures being forced into mistakes, that secondary, that will not be a positive outcome for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So the Steelers have to be able to run the ball. 
they have to commit to the running game. Expect, well, I shouldn't say expect because we don't know what to expect anymore, but Najee Harris should get a ton of carries this weekend. He has to. Simplify the game. Prioritize the running game. And then take some of the pressure off Ben. And then defensively. The Steelers have to stop the run. So you have Melvin Gordon at running back. You have Javante Williams, rookie running back from North Carolina, a player that was being rumored to the Steelers in this past year's draft. He has been playing well. He's also done some nice things in pass protection from the running back position. But the Steelers have to commit to stopping that running game. That has to be their focus. Whether it's Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke playing quarterback, it really doesn't matter. That passing attack isn't exceptional. It's average. It's probably the weakest passing attack they've faced all season. And really, if you look at who the Steelers have played in terms of quarterbacks and offenses this year, Josh Allen with the Bills, elite-level offense. The Raiders with Derek Carr, strong passing attack. Same thing with Joe Burrow and the Bengals, and then Obviously, last week with Aaron Rodgers. So they're not going to see the type of aerial assault from the Broncos that they've seen from the teams they've played this year. Noah Fant at tight end will pose the biggest challenge to the Steelers' defense. But again, it's got to start with shutting down the run. I'll say this. If the Steelers can't stop the run this weekend and they were not great last week and we could maybe give a little and excuse that by saying they were putting the focus on the passing game and Aaron Rodgers and that's why they gave up some in the rushing game but if they get gashed this weekend the troubles on this defense may be deeper than we actually think So I'm sure all week long, Keith Butler has been driving home, stop the run. That's how they've been scheming this defense. Also coming up with a plan for Noah Fant. And now they're just going to have to execute. If the Steelers are able to do that defensively, they'll be in pretty good shape. Should be able to get the ball back to the offense. And hopefully have this game turn out in a positive outcome for the Steelers. Now, what's actually going to (laughs) happen? I'd love to say, sit here and say that I am supremely confident heading into this contest that I feel optimistic and positive about the outcome, but I would be lying. And I'm going to give you my overall feeling about this game. So we know that the Steelers have to be able to run the football in this contest. We know that they need to be able to stop the run. And they haven't been great in stopping the run the last few weeks. 
They did better last week in the running game. And I think they will be able to move the football on the ground. I think Najee Harris has an opportunity to have a decent game. Not a monster game, but a decent game. I think he has a chance to hit 100 yards. But I'm still concerned about this passing attack until I see more. And the fact that they're playing against the Denver Broncos, who have a pretty intense pass rush. Vaughn Miller scares me. If he gets a good jump on the ball and puts a square one on Roethlisberger, I'm nervous about his health in this game. And not only that, if Roethlisberger is forced to throw a lot or if he makes a bad decision and he has made several bad decisions at the start of this season, with this secondary, there are going to be opportunities for the Broncos in terms of turnover. So that secondary and that pass rush for the Broncos has me a little nervous this weekend. I'm not going to lie. I feel like the Steelers, again, will be able to move the football on the ground. It's just when Ben takes his shots and when he is throwing the ball that he doesn't make a mistake, he doesn't have a turnover. That makes me a little nervous. Defensively, I'm nervous about the Steelers' ability to stop this running game. I am. And I think they'll be able to devote all of their energies on stopping the run because I don't feel that the passing attack of the Broncos is really going to stress this defense as much as Allen, Carr, Burrow, and Rodgers have. But with it out on the defensive line, with Wormley in there, and just what I've seen these past few weeks, I'm, I'm concerned. And I think early on, the first few drives, we'll get a feel for how effectively the Broncos will be able to move the ball on the ground against the Steelers. And if the Broncos can move the ball on the ground, If they can get that rushing attack going, that's going to open up the pass and the Steelers could be in trouble. So that's that's my deciding factor in this game. If the Broncos can run the football, I don't like the Steelers' chances on Sunday. Now, I hope I'm wrong and maybe I'm just gun-shy from the first four contests, but something has me nervous about this Broncos rushing attack. And, and, oh yeah, Mike Munchak is the offensive line coach for the Broncos. You remember him, right? He's going to run that zone running scheme. He's familiar with the Steelers' defense and what they like to do. So this potentially could be a little scary. Now, with that said, what do I see the outcome being? So, I don't think the Steelers are going to drop the hammer on the Broncos' run game. I do think the Broncos will be able to generate some yardage, some positivity in the rushing game. 
but I think the Steelers will be able to make enough plays to slow it down. And I also think there will be opportunities whenever the Broncos are throwing the football for T.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith, Melvin Ingram to get pressure and to force whomever it is, whether it's Bridgewater or Locke into some poor throws, which hopefully could then result in a turnover. Now, Pierre is going to get the start with Sutton out. He's got to show that he's better in that starting role. So, this is not going to be a blowout. I am picking the Steelers to win, but it's going to be a super close game. This is going to be one of those games where you're cursing the team like, you should be you should be crushing these guys. But it's going to be an annoying victory. And what I mean by that, it's going to be one of those games where the Steelers win by a few points and you feel frustrated and awkward about the win. Like you don't know how to feel about it. And I think, again, I keep saying that these games are going to end the same way, but I see a game-winning field goal by Chris Boswell in a 19-16 victory for the Steelers. Again, it may be a win. We're going to see some improvements. Again, small incremental improvements. But I don't think it's going to be a game that we walk away saying, man, that was awesome. Now, I hope I am wrong and maybe I am gun-shy and just beat up from these last couple of weeks, but that's how I see this unfolding. The Steelers will move to 2-3. and three. They'll get an AFC win, which is huge. And then they'll get ready to come back home again for a second consecutive week to take on the Seattle Seahawks on a Sunday night contest which will give him an opportunity to move to 3-3. Three and three. So a win is a win, ladies and gentlemen. Again, it might be ugly, and Tomlin always talks about not being worried about style points. I can't foresee any style points coming this weekend. But get the W. That's all that matters. And ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for this edition of the Still Study Podcast here on this Saturday, October 9th, 2021. Hoping that the Steelers can get moving back in a positive direction, get the W. Know that I'll be cheering for them. I know that you all will be doing the same thing. Again, thank you so much for being a supporter of the Still Study, for reading my work. Listen to the study sessions. Listen to the Still Study podcast. It does mean the world to me. Please continue to share it with your family and friends. I would love to connect with you. Please send me an email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. And also give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study. Let's connect. Would love to hear your thoughts on the show. Get your feedback. We'll be back next week with five 
full episodes, or actually, excuse me, six episodes of the study session. So be ready for that. That will be coming at you. Make sure you check out the Saturday study session mailbag that is up too, where I highlight your questions on a session. A lot more articles and content coming your way. And again, just thank you. Gratitude to you. I hope you have a great weekend. And I love you guys. My beautiful, beautiful studies. And this is Jeremy Ritz signing off. Episode number 24 of the Steel Study Podcast. Peace, everyone. Let's go Steelers. Get the win. Out.